Welcome to Women's Words, a podcast where we change the conversation about abuse and healing and provide a place for women to be seen and heard. We're your hosts, Hyla Rogers and Jenny Decker. We are all living downstream from a multitude of stories, themes, and ideas of patriarchy. Some of these are cultural and some religious, and of course, there are intersections between the two. Together, we want to challenge the forces that have pushed women into this stream. We will discuss a variety of related subjects with the goal of creative growth and awareness. If you're triggered or experience distress at any point while listening, we encourage you to use grounding techniques, push pause, or take whatever serenity break works for you. Your safety and health are important to us. Let's begin. Welcome, Jody. Thank you. And I want to talk about some issues about church and abuse and wrong messages. But we'll see how the conversation goes. Awesome. So, okay. Yeah. Do you want to tell a little bit about yourself? Uh, sure. People introduce themselves instead of doing it official. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, my name is Jody Austin. Um, my husband and I have been married for 25 years and in the ministry for about that long as well. Um, but before I married him, who is just this amazing man, um, Ray. there was a <laughs> yes, Ray Austin. Um, there's a oh, lot I of mean, hooray. Oh, hooray! <laughs> That's funny. His name is right. so hooray, hooray for good men. Yes, hooray! Yeah. Uh, yes, the, he has kind of restored my hope in men as a whole because I did kind of lump them all together because I grew up in a very abusive situation and then I married into a very abusive situation and then, to be honest, I kind of became the abuser because I never healed right. when I went into this marriage with this amazing man. Mm-hmm. Um, so lots of healing through the years and really trying to seek out and find that healing. Mm-hmm. Um, Unfortunately, the two topics you want to talk about today, which is essentially domestic violence and being hurt by the church, I'm well-versed in those, both of those, because you come out so broken from this, you know, this marriage and this abuse, mm-hmm. and you go into this church where they don't know what to do with you, and so they hurt you more. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's a part of our whole society with all of yes, these messages and frameworks. A hundred percent. And so I, I at least expected it from my ex-husband, but my guard was down in the church, and it just shredded me for years and years and years, and it took me a very long time to get past that. Uh, thank you for describing that. And I want to bring up a couple things with that, is that your guard was down. Yeah. Because we talked about the definition of complex PTSD. Yeah. It's when you're hurt by someone who's supposed to be your protector. Mm-hmm. So it can be in cult experiences or it can be mm-hmm. childhood abuse. But for sure, it's when you were looking to trust. Yeah. Yes. And so you were vulnerable and someone twisted and used that. And yeah, 100%. It, and again, from their own woundedness. Yes. And lack of knowledge. So that's probably why and I want to be here today. Yeah, okay. and I think that <clears throat> the church is just infamously terrible at dealing with abuse and I think that there are a lot of people who have experienced the church as a safe place I think the church that's one of their main Good goals yes. and they want to be a safe place Great. and the, right Glad you said that yeah <laughs> because but, that is true but also I also have harm yeah from right. within yeah. the so-called church right. I call it churchianity instead yeah. of Christianity right yeah right to differentiate because the, yeah. there is a huge difference yes 
Yes. Well, and I think that's the betrayal, right? Is mm-hmm. that you went there thinking right. you were going to a place that was safe, like you weren't right. in a safe place, but now you are. Mm-hmm. And and I think in church, a lot of times people are used to telling people what to do, yeah, which Good mimics point. abuse in a lot of ways. Good point. Yeah. Yeah. And in all fairness, I mean, this was uh, late '90s. Yeah. Um, and we didn't know a lot about counseling or trauma counseling yeah. or yeah. anything like that. And right. so as much as they hurt me, I I don't know if it's just me trying to self-soothe and think that they were just doing the best that they could with what they had. Yeah. Um, but my entire point is now we know better and the church needs to do better. I love that you said that. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I love that you said and I preface myself saying things like that often with, I'm not excusing the behavior, yes. but I'm trying to understand the limitations. Right. And I think it's both. I think there is some fault there. 100%. There's some, yeah, there's some choice of people, you know, not seeking healing, not seeking truth. But yes. there's also, yes, we're all a mm-hmm. part of where we are in history and also a part of where right. we are in our own realizations mm-hmm. and, and healing. So. Right. I think that's like one phrase that's from my Angelou and that helped me like forgive myself is like when you know better you do better yes um, yeah because I felt so much weight of like there's a lot of shame at least for me like when you realize you're in abuse there's a lot of shame there you're like um but I'm an American and I have freedoms and and I know a lot I had a undergrad I still have it but (laughs) an undergrad counseling degree so I was like but I know how relationships are supposed to work and how could I get into this kind of situation and so knowing like and I would like to bring up that part of the reason I think we as humans but we as women specifically Mm -hmm. think like that is because we're told that we're told it's our fault no matter what Mm -hmm. You know, no matter your education, well, well, how could you let yourself get into that situation? Right. Not that the abuse or why, was the or why did you right. getting there? Somehow. Or why did you say? Yeah. Right. But so. if you leave, it's a well, divorce is a sin. Oh, uh-huh. so right. there's no way out. Yeah. There's, so there's right. no they way out. They paint you into a corner, and yeah. you're yes. wrong either way. Right. And yes. But what? Yeah. Who's not held accountable generally is the man. Yes. And that's. Yeah. Yeah. Just insane to me. It's excused, yeah. And I love that you said that, yeah, this happened in the 90s, but it's time to do something different. Yes. And I think that's exactly, mm-hmm. like, why we banded together and why we want to do this is because we want to do some. We want to call the church to a higher standard. Yes. And if you want to be a safe place for anybody, then you need to be a safe place for women. Yes. If you are a safe place for women in abuse, then who are you safe for? Wow, right. that's amazing. That's awesome. Can you, like, repeat that? <laughs> Can you just say that again? I don't know. I don't yeah. to do that. I'm kind of joking, but no, that was really good. It reminds me of this song. Pretty much, we're going to mention a song. I'm probably going to mention a song every That's episode. That's great. Yeah, we'll put it in the show notes. <laughs> yeah, we'll put it in the show notes. I listened to Brave on the way here, Sarah Bareilles. Last time it was Armor by her. But there's another song, and it quotes Michelle Obama throughout the song, saying, mm-hmm. if things aren't safe for, if a nation, maybe, I think, isn't safe for women and girls, it's not safe for anyone. Right. Absolutely. And I will have to look up that song, but it was, yeah. it goes on with different lyrics. It's very meaningful. So. Yeah. Can you tell us more about what happened with the church? So you're getting out of an abusive marriage. Yes. So grew up seeing it with my mom, uh, had a stepdad that, um, 
tried his best, but he never wanted kids. And so, like, I have no idea what it's like to run and jump into your dad's arms or sit in his lap or get tucked in or any of those things. Like, he, he felt like as long as he paid the bills, he's a great dad. Yeah. And so even still to this day, like, he and my mom have been married for 40-something years, and if you leave us in a room together, it's super uncomfortable. Uh, kind of like left in a room with a stranger, and you don't quite know what to yeah. talk about. Can, um, can I yeah, of course. Um, that is one of the messages or one of the categories in which we don't give men enough direction right. and enough yeah. help. Yeah. Absolutely. And it, it is detrimental for everyone, but 100%. they don't get the skills to have There's roadmaps for terrible stepdads, but there's no roadmaps for good ones. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I'll say he tried his best, but he was sure. raised that way. Like, there yeah. was no affection. Right. There was yeah. nothing like and that. And I would like to mention this I shouldn't laugh right now, but I would mention, like to mention that this was in Texas. Right? <laughs> Just, they're all cultural things. Yes. Absolutely. With some of this. Like, 100%. what it means to be boys will be boys almost means to be abusive and non communicative. Right. So, right. not that's not great. Right. It's <laughs> not what boys are and should be, you know, at heart. So, so um, I will say my very first memory of life is at two years old and People didn't believe that I could actually remember it, but it was so traumatic, it just imprinted. And so I started describing the color of the curtains and all kinds of things, and they were like, okay. Um, but my, there. I was there. So you uh, my biological dad put me and my sister out on the front porch. My sister was three years older, and I was two, so she was five. Uh, and we're just sitting there holding hands, and we can hear him beating my mom to a pulp behind that door. So that's my very first memory of life. Uh, And then I witnessed several more occasions. Um, And so by the time I was a teenager, I was a hot mess. But again, nobody knew about early intervention or my child needs counseling. It was just you deal with things. And so... Or you don't talk about it. Right. Which is not dealing with right so I (laughs) started getting in fights in like kindergarten and Mm -hmm. stuff like that and kind of Mm -hmm. became this violent person but only taking up for other people like I never just Mm -hmm. bullied or anything but Mm -hmm. I think that was my way of coming out of that with my mom of not being able to protect her I was was thinking it's a way of feeling powerful yes you were finding your voice yes it's like just stalt therapy in real life right just stalt therapy just stalt so ink blots, right? No, oh, just Dalt is that? like this crazy guy, and he has like the coolest therapy methods. But it's like, um, basically, it's like the beginning of internal family systems. If you've heard about yeah. internal family systems, but like kind of like re replay it. So let's talk oh, about what happened. Okay. Now we're all gonna assign a part oh, and try to make it a now different be, ending. Yeah, now be who you wish you would have been in right. that situation. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, and kids, yeah. we do that kind of thing naturally. I mean, my yeah. my protective mechanisms were to shut down and freeze and forget. Yeah. Right. But it's just another right variation of the same. This thing. is making me like have all kinds of thoughts. <laughs> my husband got used to stick up for his older brother and get in fights about right. um, from that. And I'm like, oh my gosh, makes so much makes more sense, sense now. <laughs> yes, because yes. there was trauma in his home that he couldn't deal with. And yes, I don't want to share too much okay. of his story, but I'm like. But a parallel, yeah. Yeah, it makes some. I didn't. I was not catching that. I never really connected right. the two. And I would just like to say, 
That is partly why we're doing this whole thing. <laughs> I know, I'm like, oh my it's gosh. Just, when we have these conversations, we make these connections. Right. And people will too when they're listening and they'll yeah. have further conversations yeah. and it will just raise the level of awareness for all of us right. and healing. Yeah. Well, because there was so much trauma, of course, there was a lot of drugs and alcohol mm -hmm. and me trying to self-soothe and yeah. trying to fix all the inner turmoil. I just mm -hmm. didn't know that that's what yeah. I was doing. Right. Um, trying to survive. Trying to survive, 100%. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, so I became this person who was very much known, you don't mess with her, whatever. <laughs> and I loved that because I felt like I'll never let anybody treat me like that. Right. And then I married into it. Yeah. Um, and there were signs, of course, but each red flag I could explain away. Mm -hmm. And so the very first time he ever beat me was actually on our wedding night. Oh. Because then he owned me. Mm -hmm. Okay. We need to stop right there for a second. We do. Because what is that message right there of mm -hmm. society? That women are owned. Yes. The minute they're get they have they're married. Yes. That the that is the right. definition of marriage. Right. Mm -hmm. And I just have a discussion, a conversation, <laughs> with someone in the ministry recently about even the marriage ceremony. Who gives this? We right. Swear on this. Yes. Sometimes when we feel like you know, I was about to swear that. I oh, good. Like, no, might, good. There might, I did, there might so be good. swearing involved. Yeah. <laughs> when we feel it, it's not like we've talked about this. Not when we're we're not swearing at someone to be. You know, it's, right. it's like this is the appropriate word for this. Yes. Thing. So who gives this woman? Right. Gives this woman? Right. Like an owned piece of property? Right. From the father? Okay, mm -hmm. this is just a problem. It's a problem, yeah. 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 And some people, the, this discussion with this person <laughs> did help me see mm -hmm. that some people don't see it that way. You know, like they have a, mm -hmm. good, a good relationship with their parents and it's loving. And mm -hmm. I, to I don't totally agree with that still, right. but I do get the point. I think I can see that perspective too. Yeah, I, I can see um, perspective. My mom, whenever my now husband and I like started getting more serious, she was like, I know that if um, you guys get married, I won't have to worry about you. Mm -hmm. And for her, I think in some level, she felt still like responsible to caretake me. Now, that's mm -hmm. a problem in yeah, herself. Right. But okay, I it was think. It's just regular caring. I think, and I, uh -huh. yeah, exactly. I think there's <laughs> a way that can be just regular <laughs> yeah. caring and yeah. knowing like you won't be alone on this earth and you'll yeah. have somebody to rely on yeah. besides and just also, me. Like, I care about you, they care about you. Yes. This is a, yes. a good thing. Right. right. Okay. Yeah. And, and it that... wasn't like an ownership, it was right. more just yeah. like. Um, we need know. each other. Interdependence. Totally. In yes. Well, and yes. I've had that same conversation with my husband because uh -huh. we, he and I both do a lot of weddings. And I was like, uh -huh. I can't stand that. And he said, <laughs> for him, it's important yeah. when he does that with our daughter, who she's not married yet. But he said, mm -hmm. because I want to have that conversation with her husband before the marriage ceremony to yeah. say, I'm the one who's always been her protector. I'm the one that she calls. I'm the one that's always going to bail her out. Mm -hmm. And he said, and I need him to know that when I say I'm giving her to you, I'm literally requiring that you now take this over yeah. because I want to make that's sure. Human yes, being. yes. And so it a, helped me, yeah, but I'm like kind of with you. I'm still mm -hmm. a little like, yeah. Uh, well, and also in that narrative, mm -hmm. I don't want there to be a part of it that says that the woman 
woman's not fine on her own. Yes. You know, is not totally capable, right. totally strong. It's not an equal partnership. Right. One of my friends is getting married, and she doesn't want her dad to walk her down the aisle. And I told her, well, your dad doesn't need to walk you down the aisle. Like, nobody owns you. Right. Like, that's kind of really, like, outdated yeah, anyway. Yeah, means... Like, they just don't have a close relationship. She loves well, her dad, but it's just oh, like, right. she's like, it just feels awkward. She's like, I just don't feel that way right. about him. Yeah, yeah. So I can see can all the want. sides of it. Right. I also, like, I when my husband, ex was mean to me, I would miss my dad. Yeah. And it was like, I, I was wanting a higher power to, like, appeal to, to, like, make, to fix it. And I do like yeah. the concept of a loving higher power, mm-hmm. which for me, I'm working on that it has any kind of male characteristics right, right. that they have. Yeah. But, but I like hearing good stories yeah. about. Yeah. Well, I think men, that was messed up too because right. I was stripped of my own power to stand up for myself by my church. Mm-hmm. Like that's really the reality yeah. of the situation. Mm-hmm. So, like, I should have had the power in this free country to yeah. stand up for myself but I didn't yes. feel that I had that because yes. of what I had been taught of you and you yeah. said yeah. shredded I like yes. those words that yeah. you're using but also the higher power thing and I love this yeah. studio because the mountains are yeah. right out that window but for me being able to feel powerful and strong connecting mm. to and Absolutely. I always start crying when I say things like this but yeah. connecting to the beauty of nature yeah. which right. is indications of mm. this actual higher power that's right. loving and also like itself. indicative of our own wholeness right yeah, thank you. Yeah. Again, I feel like we need to be quiet after that thing for a minute. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yes, yes. Like when we see is... nature, we're like, God's creation is good. Uh-huh, and we're good. Right, we're part yeah. of that. But so, we aren't We we aren't made to be alone, is also right. yeah. kind of what we're right. talking Absolutely. about here. Right, yeah. Yeah. So, Sorry, continue. For okay, <laughs> so, so first that. night he beat me was our wedding night. Okay, yeah. so... Um, Fast forward through all of the abuse, and I mean, he would just do horrible stuff like mm-hmm. pour trash on me and then make me clean it up. Or, hey, go ahead. Well, just every story like this um, is has a shame element to it. Yes, has a humiliation aspect to it. Hundred percent. People are like, "Oh, did he hit you? Was it a bruise? Is it?" That's also kind of mad. It does matter, but that is not alone what matters. No. And I'll tell everybody, I'm like, of course I hated, you know, getting hit and kicked and choked or whatever, but it's the words that stayed, you know, long after I left, and um, I just had zero self-esteem, and that's why I tell everybody, I'm like, I can pick an abused woman out of a crowd by how they carry themselves, how they won't make eye contact, how they keep their head down, I mean, there's just certain trace elements that you can just pick up on instantly if you've been through it. It's mental. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I, the day I left him, um, I was seven and a half months pregnant with my mm-hmm. son, and he kicked me in the stomach and said he hoped the baby died. Uh-huh. And in that moment, I knew that if I wanted to stay with him, that that was my choice, but I don't get to make that decision for me anymore because I was so brainwashed, mm-hmm. like it was just easier to. Um, but for my son's life I don't get that and I literally just ran barefoot running through people's backyards long before cell phones were it's not like I could call the cops or anything else and uh, somebody found me hiding in somebody's backyard and brought me in and we called the cops and things like that and How I long left. were you married to? Um, just a little over a year it was not long and it has been 28 years ago and it still affects me to this day so um, 
I can't imagine what it's like for people like my mother who was in it for years and years and years and have so many more stories than I do. Because mm-hmm. people, so I did a program and it's called Pathways, it's actually in Dallas, um, and it's like a recovery program, I mean, long story short. But they say um, what causes shame is like in our minds, like, and I think a lot of victims deal with this, is like we're thinking like what kind of a person what kind of a person does somebody pour trash on? What kind of a person right. does somebody beat their wedding night? What kind of a person? Right. Does it make sense? And that's, oh, yeah. It's it's like that unasked question. Because you're not even... I mean, I wasn't cognizantly asking myself that. But right. even now, like... And I'm dealing with, like, when you're talking about, like, you became abusive in your next marriage. I'm, yeah. I have my guard up so much still yeah. that it's, like, it's very hard to let myself be loved or to believe that somebody right. really loves me. And that message of, like what kind of a person am I to deal with what I dealt with for so many years? And so if anything hints of what I used to deal with, I'm like, yes, maybe it's me. And I just, yes. And I would Mm. like to point out that even as an itty bitty child, I did Mm. that. And it was a way of having a little bit of control. Mm. If it's my fault, and it's also just how kids think, but if it's my fault that someone did this to me, then I can control it. Right. Instead of going insane. Right. Yeah. And and losing, you know, and having a psychotic break or whatever that yeah. means. And you just... do control it. I mean, when I was in abuse, abuse, I did control it. I mean, you mm-hmm. become hypervigilant. Oh, you, like, anticipate yeah. their behaviors. Yeah. You right. anticipate what yeah. they want, what they need, what mm-hmm. they think, what they... But here's oh, the right. thing. Like, they will tell you, you made me do this, or if you just hadn't done this, but... Yeah. And so I, for the longest time, I did blame myself, and I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, maybe I did sass a little too much, or maybe my I had an attitude. And but what I realized is there's no amount of perfection that will stop them from hitting you. They don't hit you because of anything they did. They hit you because they want to. Right. And it's an action that person took. Yes. The harm yes. was an action they took. And I would like to circle back to the church yeah. <laughs> with this, and the messages of the church. In, in this kind of thing, which would be, like we talked about before, well, just pray harder. Yes. Um, and God will fix the situation. Or even in terms of children, people say, what do people say in terms of children? I think we set children up to take responsibility in other ways. Like, I think whenever we say, like, well, you weren't being very careful yeah, you know, Lots they break something or like they yeah. or like, uh, I don't know. Like, well, did you do what I told you to do? I do it to my kids. I mean, mm-hmm. totally. I mean, I mm-hmm. don't want to, but it's like sometimes they do do things wrong, so it's hard to find yeah. that yeah. balance. Yeah, and, because they're kids and make mistakes. Mm-hmm. But I think it's not so much of a stretch for a kid to take abuse and be like, well, that's probably my fault too. Yeah. Because all these other things that I know that my parents would be upset if they knew about this. Yeah. And, the, and it's the power differential. Uh-huh. It's right. the parents, it's the adults. And we don't, like you were saying, even you remembered this so clearly when you were two. Right. Because you're fully a person. Yes. When you're two, you're yes. fully a person before yeah. you're born. Yes. I have memories from then that are bad ones. Right. Yeah. But and it's because they were bad, partly that it was seared. Right, seared in there. Mind, but we do minimize children. Yeah. Oh yeah. As being less capable than they are. Right. They are kids. They, you know, they're young, yeah. but we're amazingly capable as humans. 
Well, and now all of the science is leaning towards how much it affects a baby even in utero because they're literally taking everything in and they're like a lot of what people deal with even as adults happened to them Mm -hmm. while they were in utero. Mm -hmm. And I... Yeah, and, and and then these messages about even this would be a church example kids are supposed to see their parents as God, you know, obey. Right. Which obey is used with women, too. Right. Funny. It's not used with men. No. (laughs) It is not. It is not. Mm -hmm. And that is actually, we could get into Bible theology stuff now with this, but conceptually, I know that any God worth anything (laughs) that is love would not be telling people one is better than right right Right. no matter what no matter age right anything and i feel like i had another thought with the whole um memories from yeah being younger i need you guys help to remember (laughs) sometimes people can help me like we were talking about this and then um but maybe you keep going okay so (laughs) i leave him um, moved back in with my parents, which yeah. remember the stepdad that I told you I didn't, he was literally about to kill my ex-husband and go to prison. Oh. So he Aww. did love me. Yeah. He just didn't know how to show it. Remember speaking to my Angelou, her, yeah. her story with going silent after she was attacked yes. because she was afraid someone would hurt her abuser. Yes. Yeah. Which there's so much there. Right. Right. He just didn't, he didn't know what else to do to get me away. Um, yeah. So I finally left. Um, I end up getting remarried. I am still just as broken and tattered because I never received healing. However, now I'm super angry. Um, and then I get involved in the church, and they don't know what to do with me. I was way above their pay grade. <laughs> And they tried to give me all kinds of Bible verses. And now, hear me, I truly believe in spiritual health. Sure. Uh, We're in the ministry. I mean, that's Mm -hmm. a big chunk of who I am. But we are triune beings. So we are mind, body, spirit. So... Um, just because my spirit is healthy does not mean that I'm physically healthy, nor does it mean that my mind is healthy. And they tend to leave that part out. So all of that trauma they think is going to get fixed by me jumping through these spiritual hoops. And if I just read enough or I just pray enough and where that left me was feeling like, I wasn't good enough, again, Uh um, that God doesn't love me, that God's ignoring me. I've done everything that these amazing spiritual people have told me, and I'm still a hot mess. Which I would like to point out is self-awareness. Yes. (laughs) Which is a strength. Yes. Which you've been kind of exhibiting all along with this. You know, with phrases that you say, you're like, well, I didn't know this, but I was like this. You know, just having that Mm -hmm. awareness Mm -hmm. of our own frailty. And we talk a lot. We we talked a lot last time about, like, we talk a lot about anger. And anger is not a bad thing. It's an indicator. Um, It was a really... If me looking at your story, yeah, it's a very reasonable response. To well, and I've been through. I right. carried it so much that when they started talking about me having to let my anger go, it terrified me because I didn't know who I was without that. Yeah. Um, well, and a lot of times when people say that, they mean let your power go. Right. They mean let me control you. Right. I'm just speaking. I know. And I'm right like, now. I'm like, I'm, yeah, exactly. I'm like, what do they mean by let your anger go? Because I'm like. 
I don't know. And if they mean, but if they mean, like something I just read this morning, release the residual trauma right. in yes. the body that never got to be expressed right. because it wasn't safe, then that Well, and yes, every, everything that I, I was so angry that everything that you said or did to me was filtered through that lens. So right. my right. amazing <laughs> husband that, you know, I remarried to would say things like, hey, don't do the laundry. I'll help you with it later. And I would explode. Don't ever tell me what to do. If I want to do the laundry, I'm going to do the laundry. And he's literally like, I thought I was doing good. Yes, I was trying to help. So, I mean, it was it was just Yeah. It can twisted. make it so that it's hard to see people's true hearts. Yes. Because it's like I've lost my, like, confidence in seeing people's true hearts. Right. Because I... I mean, it was twisted, and I was told different things. My my marriage was 12 years, so it was a long time. Yeah. And I was told, like, this isn't who he really is, like, things like that. And, and I was telling myself things like that because I'm like, how can I make it okay to stay, right? And right. I, I can't leave. I'm not allowed to. Right. That's a whole other topic. But how can I make it okay to stay? And that only way is, like... And I do still, I mean, we've talked about this. I do still believe that, like, God didn't create any people to come onto earth and, like, destroy other people. Right. Like, I don't think that's who my ex was created to be. No. That's who he has chosen to be, and it's up to him to do something different, and he's not going to. But um, (laughs) it's a choice. choice. Yeah, it is a choice, and, and frankly, it works for him. Right. I mean, yeah. Frankly, this is this is working way. for him. Yeah. You never will experience yeah. deep healing and yeah. real connection with people yeah. unless you heal a person right. heals. But I could see who he should be, or he yeah. who he was created to be, yes, and I gave him so. Thing. Yeah, kind of. But <laughs> <laughs> but it, I gave him so much credit based no, on that person who he was. I know what you mean with your hesitation, though, yeah. because that's where I would get sucked back in yeah. was that I would see the real person right. I would care about it right yes. you know yes. that essence of that person yeah. and then I would be wanting to fix again right. wanting yeah. to have real relationship again yeah. Yeah. feel but that was all of my strengths I love you saying you're yeah. way above their pay grade because yeah. I'm like I have just tried yeah. so hard for yeah. so many years mm-hmm. and that was strength and it's seen as weakness. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. If the person's yeah. trying, they must not be sure. Right. My hesitation is that it, like, fed this obsession with, like, what what's his problem and what can I do about it? Mm-hmm. And that yeah, was just not a good place yeah, for me to exactly be. Yeah. And I'm like, and I just needed the yeah, littlest bit of that for myself. Mm-hmm. Like, just the littlest bit of, yeah. like... Exactly. Like, what is my problem, and what can I do about it? Uh-huh. Yeah. What do I want and need in this what situation? Do I, yes. I care about yes. this person, but what do I want? Yes. Right. And yes. I care about me, and I matter. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so you're angry. Yes, I'm yeah. angry. Yeah. I'm, Don't tell me what to do. I, <laughs> I, my husband's background isn't great either. So his mom was a college English professor, mm-hmm. and she married an amazing man who worked the night shift at Tropicana. Oh. Um, and somebody well, entered. If people could see me in the podcast, I'm doing that <laughs> thing where dogs like cock their head. Right. Yeah. Hmm? That's, a, that's an interesting combination. Yeah. Yeah. But he was having trouble staying awake one night, and somebody introduced him to Coke, oh. which then led to crack. So oh, this amazing dad. So that's his background because, of course, she was always taught you don't divorce, and if I could just pray hard enough, he'll change. And so my husband's entire upbringing was 
an amazing mom and a crack addict dad. And so he has said to this day that had he not been raised with such chaos, he could not have handled me. (laughs) It was like it literally prepared me for what you brought. Um, But I did. The words that I would say to him were, I mean, I look back at it now and it, it rips my heart out that I I became the abuser, but it's because I just kept waiting for the other shoe to fall. Right. Right. Like eventually, you're going to turn into what every other man has. Right. And um, he just stuck it out, and we ended up going to counseling. But we went to counseling at the church, uh-huh. which I don't I don't know if it's a charismatic thing, mm-hmm. but. Have you heard women labeled as Jezebel? Yes. Okay. Yes. Which I tell I everybody. Think it's charismatic. Yeah, okay. I grew up Baptist and Southern Baptist, and we don't, we don't say get, that. Right. Well, I was remembering <laughs> just this week that I was friends with this chaplain's family, and he, they were Southern Baptist. We had a movie night and with their young kids, and I don't. It was some Disney movie, and I remember her, the wife, saying something about, and her tone was what I mostly remember. This is yeah. an adult, but. She's a tempstress. She's a seductress. Mm-hmm. Wow. And I, I wasn't where I am now with understanding yeah. what was happening then, but I remember thinking, what? And now I would be like, stop labeling any woman. Right. I don't care what she's doing. Right. Yeah. But just it's the same category that you're talking about. Right. So I'm not saying that the Jezebel spirit is not real. I totally believe it. I just think it's kind of few and far between. Mm-hmm. And it literally is the church not being able to call you a bitch can I say yeah okay so they call you a Jezebel so (laughs) it's the equivalent just saying that swearing is good yes you can actually swear you don't need to make up right it is the equivalent of the b-word but they can't call you that because they're the church and they don't know what to do with you and so they just write you off so in counseling did they tell you that oh yes to my face Oh, absolutely. Gosh. And at that point, I just kind of shut down. But yeah, no kidding. For, one of your options. Right. You actually right. probably loved your husband. So Be- like, well, and want- because they knew uh. my background, but not one person ever stopped mm-hmm. to say, hey, have you healed from that? Is there anything that we can do to help right. you? It was yeah. just all, you're so angry and you're so disrespectful uh. to your husband and you want to control everything. Jezebel, <sighs> we're done with you. And so for years, I... I'd like to point out that the Jezebel spirit is not a gender-specific thing. Thank you. Thank you. A hundred percent. It is not. It's just a human way of... But it's always labeled as women in the church. Um, So we... um, I, I, for years, like the staff women on the church would kind of exclude me from everything. And mm-hmm. I'm still trying to figure out who I am, mm-hmm. both spiritually and just personality wise, because yeah. for so long I was just who you told me to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I kept trying to just fit into this box of what mm-hmm. you're supposed to look like in ministry. And I was absolutely. Mm-hmm miserable and so I would try and try and try it still wasn't good enough and then I would explode yeah. because I've okay. never dealt with the anger yeah. and also so because you're being squished yes I'm trying to and yes and, and what they're doing is like yeah. labeling and devaluing which 100%. is like a huge tactic of my ex-husband uh-huh. like oh I think we should like get rid of all the plastic in the house oh you're just one of those hippies now okay uh-huh. so now that you've labeled me you don't need to care or listen to what I'm saying right well and I noticed okay. the passive aggression which mm-hmm. is aggression yes of exclusion yes and just you're not doing what we want so you're not good right enough. so we control you mm-hmm. yes and so that makes sense that the response would be 
Mm -hmm. an eruption right because you're trying to break free yes but at that point my husband was on staff at the church Mm -hmm. and so it's not like I could just hey I'm out I'm not doing anything um because I just kept trying and trying and trying and it I was telling her yesterday in our conversation it affected me so much and my self-worth because I mean you add where I was coming out of and then you put that like Mm -hmm. no matter how hard I try I'm still not good enough that even after 25 years of ministry there are certain situations where I still have to take my anti-anxiety pill before I walk into a church because it just I have to remind myself that this is who I am and this is who God created me to be and you do not define me and mm-hmm. but I'm having to build right. myself up before I walk into this quote unquote safe safe right. space. It's an abusive space. It's yes. not a safe space. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, but but we are gonna be walking into places like this. A hundred percent. I had my old church ask yeah. me if I would come in and talk to them about um, they were seeking feedback, so they're seeking fe- not just from me, from a lot of people, on like how they handled my situation, mm-hmm. and I was like, I, at first I like fussed at the girl who was asking me, who I actually love, and she like called me, which I thought was sweet because I'm like, don't face message me about this, All right? And um, <laughs> but she called That's me, good. and I was Get like, at first I want you to understand like where I'm at because I don't know if you still want my opinion because mm-hmm. this is where I'm at, and yeah. I'm, I'm still really hurt, and I don't think until they stop being misogynistic, which is pretty much in their bylaws, they're going to do anything different. <laughs> I know you didn't mean that to be funny. Did you mean that to be funny? I don't know. I'm just not. It was funny. I'm just <laughs> being misogynistic is definitely is in their bylaws, so they're right. not going to be able. Well, to they literally the have it written no, that like women aren't I'm, allowed to do this, this, and this, and this, and okay. this, but men are allowed to do this, this, and no. this. No, it's like literally, which is not yeah. scriptural. Right. No. no, but it's literally. So I'm like, how can you? Yeah, I'm just promote, because it was true, but also it was sort of funny to me. Yeah, how can you promote fairness and equality and right. justice and, and also, safety when yeah. you believe this bullshit? So right. I'm like, oh, uh, right. And so, so I like I'm going to go talk said. to them so I can Good. relate okay. to the. Whole. But I like Good. what you said about cool. do you want to hear from me? Yeah. And I like what, and yeah. it relates to what you said about you're taking your medicine because it's not for you that you're taking your medicine. Right. Right. <laughs> it's for them. <laughs> it really is because I. I don't, I'm yeah. not that same little girl anymore, so I don't, yeah. I, yeah. So it's, you're, because I just want to point this out, because people will be like, oh, that poor woman, yes, she needs to take her medicine, because everyone oh. medicates women, yeah. right? but it's because you have the self-awareness, yes. and you're going in there with complete autonomy yes. and strength to speak with them, 100%. and you want to be able to maintain your composure 100%. and yeah. be... Effective, yeah. right? I mean, you just want to be able to be effective. So. I do. If I start calling everybody assholes, it's probably not going to go well. <laughs> <laughs> but we can do that here. Yes, we need to do that somewhere. Yeah. And yeah. it's also important to realize that people are only where they are. So yeah. I have to remind myself of that. I'm not going to change their minds completely, but I, if I choose to engage in whatever conversation like you all are describing then I will do that. Yeah. And I always go back to like, well-behaved women rarely make history. Yes. And I loved that quote when I was a well-behaved woman. But it was also like, I think a calling from God, like Um, it's going to be more than this. Yeah. And it was also when the seedling of like midwifery started in my life. Mm -hmm. Like I was like, I can stay here and be well-behaved. Right. But this is not what God has for me. Yeah. And so what does that look like? Right. Uh Because we want to be loving. 
we're not wanting to hurt people. Right. Uh, not, no, not at all. Right. That's Ever. Not, not all we're no. talking no, about. And no, and more right. I think of it, like, I'm walking into spaces where there are other women who are in a place with enough safety in their life that they can speak in this situation. So maybe also save a little trouble for the next girl. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Because I think that's where I am right now. I am very much, a, especially with women, mm-hmm. I love to build women up. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I just well, even out, I want to tell you, oh, I love your nails. I love your hair. Like, or if I know you personally, I'll, you know, give, you know. Time, yeah, I wanted to roll down the window of my car and be like, I love your shirt. You know, and I thought, well, no, that will just startle her. <laughs> That's right? a little awkward. Yeah, right? but we, we say, like, look at you doing shit. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Okay, um, I think we're going to take a break right there. Thank you, Jody, so much for coming today. And we've loved hearing your story. And we're going to continue with our next episode that we release and finish the rest of your story. Thank you for listening. We hope this helped you change the conversation. If you liked this episode, we invite you to subscribe, leave a review, or share on whatever platform you're using to listen. It will help others to find the show. Speak on. This episode was sponsored by Studio 916 at the Sand Creek Library branch of the Pikes Peak Library District in Colorado Springs, Colorado. If you or your business or organization are interested in sponsoring this work, please contact us through our Facebook page or at thriverwomen at gmail.com.